This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. This is Barbara Robertson for Boston's Pub and Grill, and you're listening to Hey Bartender Podcast. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm your bartender for the evening. I'm the dude, or you can call me Anthony. That's fine with me. Special thanks to Barb Robertson for starting off our show. She is uh, from Boston's Pub and Grill, located in Wilsonville, Oregon. Go check out that place. They got great food, great drinks, and a great staff in there. How do I know that? I used to be one of them, and I'm very proud to say that. Remember, people, if you want to be a part of Hey Bartender Podcast, part of the whole bartending community that I'm trying to bring all together to tell our stories, just email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. You can email me stories, you can email me drinks, yeah, you can even email me just to say, I want to be on the show. And you know what? I'm going to make that happen. And if you are a musical act, same deal, people, just email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com, and we will get your presence made out there, people. But anyway, after a little bit of business right there, we got to get to today's drink special. And today's drink special, I found this online, uh, mostly uh, thanks to the Tipsy Bartender on Twitter, at Tipsy Bartender. And I found it on uh, Nerd Cooks because I forgot to write down the recipe, so I kind of had to search the uh, internet for it. This one's dedicated to an old friend of mine who just loves orange creamsicles. She said if there are orange creamsicles in her house, they will not last long, probably not even through the day. So how to make the uh, this drink called the Orange Creamsicle Crush Cocktail. You t- get yourself some vodka, add some triple sec and orange juice, put that all into a cocktail shaker with ice and shake until extremely cold. Then you strain it and uh, strain it, strain it, strain it into a tall glass with ice. Now, preferably crushed ice if you have that around, or you can maybe get your get yourself a dry bar rag, beat the shit out of some ice, and then just dump it into your glass. Pour all of that stuff into your tall glass with crushed ice. Top it off with soda or sparkling water. And from what people tell me, it tastes just like an orange creamsicle. And I mean, you remember those things. You uh, you used to get those at the grocery store. Your mom would bring them home for you. Or in my case, the, uh, the biggest memory for orange creamsicles was we'd get those free from the corner store that helped support my Little League team. Holy crap, yeah, the, the dude that you're talking to that says he knows nothing about sports, he actually played Little League when he was a little kid. Never said I was any good. I, in fact, I think there are... Maybe only one time I can recall where I actually made it onto base without getting walked. So, you know, take that into account. So that special friend of mine that uh, loves those orange creamsicles, that drink is dedicated specifically for you. Anyway, on with the show, ladies and gentlemen. Today, you know, this today is the day before Super Bowl Sunday. This is the day. Uh, it is February 1st, 2020, and... February 2nd, 2020 is when we get the Super Bowl. It's the Chiefs versus the 49ers people. And I've been talking with a whole bunch of people all over the place. They've been 
getting really excited for the Super Bowl. Not so much about the teams that are playing, but it's about the Super Bowl party. That's right. I mean, most of my, uh, most of the people that I talk to, I'm based out in Texas. Okay. Yeah. We got a lot of fucking Cowboys fans out here and you know, they, they've been depressed for a few months by this time that the Cowboys didn't even, they weren't even contenders uh, for the Super Bowl this year, but Kansas city and the 49ers and uh, are playing. And I, you know, tried to keep tried to keep an open mind about it because I said, hey, come on, 49ers really haven't had a break since they had Joe Montana on the team. And then we started making jokes about Joe Montana, and that was pretty much the end of it. But uh, everybody is making plans for their Super Bowl parties. They're getting ready to have a tailgater in their own backyard or heading over to the nearest bar to watch the game. And... Yet that is almost another amateur night. You know, a lot of bartenders, we all know amateur nights. Amateur nights are like birthdays or uh, New Year's Eve or uh, Super Bowl party because they think something big is happening. I can't do it without some kind of cocktail or beer in my hand. So... Whoever your team is, whoever you're uh, supporting or whoever you're pretending to support just to be allowed into the next tailgate party, good luck to whoever team that is. Me, personally, I don't really give a shit either way. I mean, in, based on my experience, I've worked a couple Super Bowl Sundays during my career as a bartender. And do I remember the game? No, because I was flinging drinks. Do I remember what teams were playing? No, because I was flinging drinks. But. I do remember when everybody, and I mean everybody, in the bar would stop what they're doing to watch the commercial. You know, they'd you know look up every once in a while to get an uh, update on the score. They wouldn't necessarily watch the plays, but they would all of a sudden everything would freeze, and then you know commercials. And it's that period of time where these companies spend five million dollars for a whole whopping thirty seconds of commercial time and you know that's just for 30 seconds of commercial time and so they figure we've got to do it up we got to do it big and i remember seeing some big time commercials for mountain dew where you could tell they really spent like i'm talking christopher nolan budget on a 30 second commercial or uh avengers budget on 15 second commercial and it's incredible. This is the time to advertise because, because everybody is watching TV right now for the Super Bowl. Except for the bartenders. Because our backs are usually to the TV and we're uh, serving drinks like crazy. The only reason why we know what teams are playing is uh, most likely because some of our customers in the bar are wearing the jersey of whatever team may be playing that day. Unless they're decide to piss off all their friends and wear their favorite team instead of the team that's playing. And just, it's kind of like wearing a Starfleet uniform, walking into a star Wars movie. Yeah. I went from talking about sports, to talking about pop culture, sue me, but also another time when everything kind of just halts in the bar just for a few minutes is the super bowl halftime show brought to you by whoever forked over a shit ton of money just to be able to say that they brought that, particular thing in the halftime shows the production value on those things has gotten 
exponentially better over the years. And you have to wonder, I mean, the crew alone to get all of that set up. Uh, uh, the first one that comes into mind, sorry, it's not the most current one, but Bruno Mars performance and having the red hot chili peppers on stage. Holy shit. All the fireworks and all the lights and, uh, the band and all that stuff. It, it had to take a huge team of people. I'm talking, you know, maybe hundreds of people to haul all of that stuff out into the middle of the field, have the act pay, play for 15 minutes, and then rush it right back off as if nobody was there so the team can get back onto the field and pl uh, keep playing the game. I mean, it's just... Uh, mind-boggling and the performances are just flooring for just only being for a few minutes i mean that uh lion that katie perry came in out in that thing had to cost a pretty penny uh who gives a shit about that uh one guy that got lost on stage that was dressed on a shark why are why is everybody so centered on that performance and that one lost shark uh, i mean to me janet jackson showing her boob at that other super bowl that uh, that's still more ingrained in my memory than that stupid shark or, uh, and that's just a quick opportunity for all of these acts to do something weird because they know they're live and they've got to make their performance memorable one way or another. So Janet Jackson decided to show her boob. Oh my God. Uh, it was a, a wardrobe malfunction. That wasn't supposed to happen. Bullshit. But this year, uh, JLo and, Shakira are going to be on stage, and I have never hoped for a wardrobe malfunction so much in my life. I apologize. Yes, that is probably very sexist of me or perverted of me, but come on. I love Shakira. She's hot. J-Lo, yeah, I could, I'll take it, but I, I'm a Shakira guy because those hips just don't lie. But then after the halftime show, it's pretty much... Uh, heading towards the end of the game because everybody, well, sure. A lot of people probably at their work, hell, even at my bar, we do square games and we're, and try to make it less about, uh, uh, who wins, you know, that's, that's a two to one odds, you know, who, uh, who's going to win. And then they got to talk about point spreads. And then you got to, yeah, but the best game that I always liked to play when it came to doing football was doing squares. And, uh, you have zero through, t uh, zero through nine on the top, zero through nine down on the side team numbers, uh, or team names on both sides. And you bet on what the last number of the current of, of the score during the game at the end of each quarter is going to be, then it doesn't matter who wins. It's just what the number is. And that game I used to like it. I never won, so uh, I would hate it for a little while after that. But then when squares came up again, I was all over that shit. Uh, but, you know, people really aren't paying whole attention to the game. Sure, stop. Let, let's go check out a commercial. What was that? One year. Uh, a lot of dot-coms uh, did commercials for the Super Bowl. And you want to talk about skimping on production just so they could spend $5 million for 30 seconds. These commercials were God awful and didn't sell shit. And that's probably why the whole dot-com thing went down the tubes is because these small companies 
that are basically upstarts at this point in time are advertising 30 seconds, spending millions of dollars just for those 30 seconds. And the commercials were stupid and easily forgettable. And I mean, hey, bartender podcast, you wouldn't catch me advertising on the Super Bowl, at least not right now, until I become uh, this huge podcast conglomerate where I can, I'm like seconds away from controlling the world. No, I'm not going to do that. I'll, you know, I, there's a greater chance that I'll, uh, put a, a commercial on the internet during the Super Bowl, but that's about it. You know what I'd like to see on the Super Bowl? I would love to see a full-on brawl happen. I mean, you just guy gets tackled, then all of a sudden jumps up, "Hey, what the fuck, man!" And you know they both stare down at each other. All of a ton, all of a sudden, it turns into a hockey game. Now that would be an epic Super Bowl. And, you know, be the video of it would go viral all, all over the place. And you know, that's my challenge to you, uh, you guys playing. If any of the representatives or players of the 49ers happen to listen to my podcast, uh, encourage one of your players to start a fight because then it will officially be the most memorable Super Bowl of all time. That's my challenge to you. But during the Super Bowl, your bar, your typical bartender, me, uh, I would just normally just stand there, throw out as many drinks as I possibly can, throw them at as many beers, appetizers. Holy crap, the cooks are going nuts on the deep fryers, getting those chicken wings, french fries, and all that stuff out. Because nobody's really eating. They're just kind of filling their belly so that they don't end up completely smashed. Uh, by the time the end of the Super Bowl happens, and so they can get home because it's Super Bowl Sunday. Most people have to work on Monday, so you, you got to take it kind of easy. But instead, yeah, the customer still wants to party quite a bit. But slinging those drinks, slinging those appetizers, and the only thing that bartenders really get to do, am I right, is to uh, watch your customers all of a sudden go, oh, and then we quickly turn around to the TV and, you know, hopefully we get to see the aftermath because by this time we've already missed it. And uh, then, you know, hopefully we can stand and watch the TV for a second to catch the replay because we miss everything. We're not watching TV. We are serving the customer and, you know, all the drink specials that night, all the appetizer specials. Hey, you know, I wonder if uh, there's a bar out there that a customer would actually complain about that, you know, they usually go in there and buy a domestic beer for two fifty, but then all of a sudden Super Bowl Sunday uh, comes up and all of a sudden the bar's serving the, uh, the same beer for three twenty-five. dollars eh, I bet that would piss off a lot of people. Eh, don't do that. I suggest that. But since it is Sunday and then all of a sudden the Super Bowl is over, you don't really know what happened. You don't really know what the score was. You might know who the uh, who won the game, be, uh, mostly because you, you'll you catch that final moment where all the confetti is flying everywhere. Then all of a sudden, Disney uh, runs right into the face of whoever the team captain or the quarterback is of that particular team that won and says, quick, say I'm going to Disneyland, please. Here's a couple thousand dollars. Just say it. Just say it once, please. Come on, just say it. And then they then they make it sound like, oh, this was, what are you going to do next? And he automatically said, I'm going to Disneyland. And yeah, no, I'm sure they get harassed. And, you know, maybe even before the game, they prepare, prepare the quarterback 
for each team to say, okay, as soon as the game's over, it, when we when we win, you know, they got to be positive, uh, assuming that it's, the game's not rigged in one way or another. They said, when we win, Disney's going to have a camera right up your nose. And all you have to do is just say, I'm going to Disneyland, and they'll uh, slip you a couple hundred bucks, or a thousand bucks, or a million bucks, I don't know. And uh, uh, that that will be uh, your big moment of the game. And so, yeah, you, that's pretty much how, you know, that because that commercial basically airs directly after the Super Bowl. I mean, maybe even before everything ends with the Super Bowl, the fans haven't even gotten in their cars yet or even left the stadium. And uh, all of a sudden that commercial is up and it's, you know, hey, it works for Disneyland. It gets them customers, I'm sure. I don't, you know, probably most of those players, uh, they say, I'm going to go to the locker room, take a shower, uh, uh, take a shower and take some pain medication and then going to change into my regular street clothes and make it out to the bus. That would be really boring, I guess. So, yeah, uh, they'd have to they have to say something uh, like uh, I'm going to Disneyland or I'm going to Disney World or or. It's like, I'm going to go have sex with my wife. No, uh, no, that wouldn't go well on TV. Eh, so I wonder if they have to do multiple takes uh, because, you know, a, hey, what are you going to do next? And all of a sudden he's like, what? Uh, 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 well, my plan is Cancun. Wait, I'm supposed to say what? Oh, uh, okay. Where? Oh, okay. I'm going to Disneyland. Okay. Can you say it without the stutter that time? I'm sure they got it. I mean, there's got to be something like that. Uh, Cause the guy's, you know, over amped or, you know, he's the adrenaline is uh, still pumping from uh, playing the game. And, you know, there's gotta be that, but the game ends early on in the day, early on in your bartender's shift. And so, you know, you might have to deal with 50 to 75% of uh, your regular bar customers going home. Like I said, it's Sunday. Majority of those people have to work the next day. So they can't stay out too late unless they were crazy enough to ask their boss, hey, can I come in late tomorrow? Because tomorrow's uh, on for Monday because Sunday's the Super Bowl and I plan on getting completely crunked. And if their boss is also partying with them or, you know, some deal was made or something like that, the boss might say, okay, yeah, come in later which I think that's shady side of ridiculous, but Hey, I'm not a manager or anything like, or some kind of lead or something. Now I never did notice after everybody's done with the Super Bowl whether or not tips got good or tips got bad. People were either their team won or lost. It was just all about being out, having fun. And, uh, you know, I never noticed, you know, if people that their team won, they tip better or if their team lost, they tip worse or, you know, I never noticed any of that sort of thing because um, I was busy trying to mingle with everybody, trying to entertain most of those people, excuse me. And uh, I, yeah, I burped there for a second, but I'm not going to edit it out. But the, you know, the whole thing is now your, your shift is over it, uh, depending on which time zone you're in you might have to start clean up at around seven, eight o'clock at night. And then you might have that dead period, depending on when your bar closes, where you have absolutely nothing going on between 
say eight o'clock and really late at night for the stragglers that decided that, yeah, I just want one or more, one or two more beers, or I feel like playing some pool before going home and they show up late at night to your bar and you, and you might have very few customers, but it, the Super Bowl makes your Sunday shift a lot more interesting than it could have been because let's face it, everybody parties on Saturday but do you, uh, this Saturday, today, that I posted this web, this uh, podcast, people might not be partying. They might be saving a couple bucks so they can go party up tomorrow afternoon for kickoff. So make as much money as you can with the uh, big event that you have on Sunday. Because, you know, Super Bowl Sunday, that's the day where everybody uh, finally gathers on a Sunday to get out and have some fun instead of saying, I got to kick back and relax. I never be able to work at what the fuck did I do last night? Holy shit. Where are my pants? But then you got to deal with the rest of the night. All these people coming up going, Hey man, did you catch that game? You probably saw the whole thing because you're a bartender and you're, you kind of have to play along. What was it? Uh, LD Moreau said, uh, just using those nondescript, uh, 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 sayings like, yeah, wasn't that crazy? That was so, that was a, a really good game. And, you know, you kind of have to be generic with your answers because you really didn't get to see it. And all you know is maybe who the winner was and maybe you got to catch a little bit of the halftime show. And that's pretty much all you can really say. But you get those people that really paid attention to those games you know, passing the beer and chips around at their house and decide, oh, I'm going to go out for a little while because, uh, you know, it's only seven o'clock, eight o'clock, and I don't have to be in bed for a couple more hours so I can go to work tomorrow. So, hey, man, did you catch that game? Oh, yeah, man, that was one hell of a game. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully that uh, they're wearing something fairly descript that of who they were cheering for because or are very uh expressive on who they were cheering for because uh you, you just in case you didn't catch who won the game or if you say something like well like this uh this Sunday 49ers versus Kansas City Chiefs uh you know like yeah I caught the game go 49ers woo good for them or good Kansas City Chiefs woo good for them and the other person was voting for the exact opposite of who you said and they're like ah oh, screw you and you know, it's like uh, some of these football fans that I've run into in the past, very, very hardcore fans. And sure, the, you get a bunch of people that are like, uh, you know, OK, yeah, I'm I'm a fan of like Green Bay Packer fans. I run into them the most and I'm sure they're all very depressed that they didn't uh, make it to the Super Bowl this year. But hey, what are you going to do? And uh, but they they all are very out and very forward that they're Green Bay Packers fans because the whole idea is that they were uh, they're wearing Green Bay stuff and you know they wear Green Bay stuff everywhere in the or had to have something Green Bay on them at all times kind of like the way I am with Harley Davidson and so you you pretty much know who they are but then you get those people. That are just like, oh yeah, I watch the game, watch any game. I'll just watch. There, there's a game on this weekend. I'll watch it. And uh, but you got your hardcore fans that actually spend the hundred 
costs hundreds of dollars a year for the all game pass for their one particular team. There's one guy came into my bar, always came in wearing one of those really big puffy starter jackets, said Cowboys on it, wear Cowboys baseball cap and uh, had a Cowboys t-shirt on every time I saw him. And uh, just for laughs, I walked up to him and looked him right in the eye. And I said, let me guess, you're a Seahawks fan? And he goes, hell no. And I said, easy, easy, easy. It was just a joke. All right. Just joke. <laughs> but as a bartender, I always felt like I had to be kind of, uh, you know, whether it was a team that I was actually rooting for, which that never happened. Uh, truthfully, when it came to game time, whether it was the NBA Finals or whether it was Super Bowl or the World Series, uh, I would pick a team to win mostly because I had money on it. But I really wouldn't root for any team just because I wasn't one of those guys that would uh, cheer on one team because I don't pay attention to sports. But being a bartender, you kind of have to know a little bit about what's going on. It's just in the job description description. I just, but I got by a lot of the times because uh, I really, a lot of my customers knew I didn't like sports and they understood it. And, uh, but if you want to talk about music, rock and roll with me, I could talk your ear off all night. If you just want to be entertained by a little bit of rock and roll history, talk to me. I, I'm your guy. So, but when it came to Super Bowl, or any of the big playoff games, I wouldn't pick a side. Some bartenders out there, they'd pick a side and wear the jersey behind the bar. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm sure a lot of people in San Francisco right now, uh, their bartenders are behind the bars wearing 49ers jersey. A lot of people out in Kansas City uh, behind the bars wearing Chiefs jerseys. I'm sure the guys from Midwest Mike's podcast they are going nuts right now for Kansas City, and they've got their jerseys on. But uh, the my boss, uh, when I worked at Boston's Pub and Grill, he was a hardcore, probably still is, hardcore Niners fan. And they hadn't won anything in years by the time I met him. So I don't know if he would actually allow uh, his bartenders and servers that work in his restaurant now to wear 49ers jerseys because this is a big year for him. This is going to be huge because he hasn't seen the 49ers in a Super Bowl since the 80s. I mean, come on. Okay, maybe not a long time because I just uh, asked Alexa when was the last time the 49ers won a Super Bowl, and they she said 1995. So those of you uh, playing the home game of Hey Bartender podcast, there's a little bit of sports knowledge that I rarely put down for her. Uh, anything, any reason. Uh, so 49ers, 1995, Kansas City hasn't played a Super Bowl since the 70s. So, you know, maybe let, maybe root for the underdogs this year if you're one of those type of people. And for all the uh, my listeners that are correcting me that saying uh, when I said 49ers haven't been in a Super Bowl since Joe Montana, uh, if I was wrong about that, I apologize wholeheartedly. I, like I said, people, that my, my I know nothing about sports. And if I actually give you real statistics on any of my shows about any sporting events, odds are I hit pause on the recorder, pulled out my phone, looked it up, and then regurgitated it on the phone. I ain't going to lie to you people.
So, people, anyway, let's just go to commercial here. Advertising Hey Bartender Podcast. Just want to remind you guys, if you want to get your hands on any Hey Bartender Podcast merchandise, head over to heybartenderpodcast.com, and you can find my blog, you can find some drink recipes, and pick yourself up a t-shirt. Help support the show by buying yourself a Hey Bartender Podcast t-shirt today. Commercial's over, that means it's on to the musical guest portion of my show. They have been on before from Brighton, UK. From their album, Death by Music, this is Scare Taxi with their single, Fly. Once again, that was Scare Taxi with their single Fly. If you want to find out more about Scare Taxi, 
just jump on bandcamp.com you can uh, go and listen to their music there and buy it there remember the album name of their album is death by music you can also find out more information about them on facebook reverb nation instagram twitter just remember scare taxi their album death by music go check them out today so people to wrap up today's show it doesn't matter who wins or loses the super bowl Remember, you are the bartender, you are the server, you're there to make sure everybody has a good time watching the show and make that money, people. Yeah. So special thanks to Barb Robertson for kicking off today's show. Thank you to Scare Taxi for letting me use their single fly available on Bandcamp.com and other MP3 or wherever you download your music. And special thanks to the Tipsy Bartender for alerting me to the Orange Creamsicle Cocktail. Remember, people, if you want to be a part of the Hey Bartender podcast community, you can follow us on Facebook, You can uh, Hey Bartender podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Hey Bartender podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Hey Bartender P01. Sorry, I had a little trouble getting that one out. And I tend to do shows every Saturday, once in a while on Wednesdays, just uh, for little snippet things. And uh, you got a drink you want to tell me about? You got a story you need to tell me about? You want to be on the show? You want your band to be on the show? Email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com, and I will make that happen for you. Um, you know, I'm kind of thinking about making Hey Bartender Podcast in video format here pretty soon. What do you people think about that? Just visit local bars and visit local bartenders. Uh, try not to go the full Guy Fieri diners drive-ins and dives type of thing but it's probably gonna end up being close to that please i hope i don't get sued anyway people that's it for hey bartender podcast i hope you have a great super bowl sunday uh i'll give a shout out to kobe bryant's family i hope all of you are mending and doing well right now over this loss uh until next time lot of people as usual i just want to tell you all Lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And don't take any shit from anyone. Yeah. So good, I had to blow it.